You're listening to Points Talk with the Travel Mom Squad, previously known as the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Follow the links in the show notes to stay up to date with what the Travel Mom Squad has been up to. Ever wonder how we'd handle travel hacking if we were just starting out? Wonder no more. Today, we're going to take a deep dive into which credit cards we would apply for if we were new to travel hacking. Some may surprise you. Welcome to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. We are three moms who've discovered how to leverage credit card welcome offers to get hundreds of thousands of dollars in travel expenses for nearly free. We've used credit card points and miles to take vacations to places like Hawaii, Paris, Greece, the Maldives, Italy, and so much more. And the best part? We each still have an 800 plus credit score. Imagine being able to book a vacation without having to check your bank account. It's totally possible and we're here to show you how. Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Pam, Alex's mom. And I'm Jess. We are travel hacking moms. So we have all been doing this for a very long time. I started in 2015. Alex, when did you start? 2017. Pam? Same time. All right. So we all been doing this for over six years at this point. But a lot has changed since we first started travel hacking and the cards that we opened six, seven, eight years ago may not be the cards that we would open first today if we were just starting out. So are you ready to hear which five cards each of us would choose if we were just getting started with travel hacking? Let's get to it. First of all, I'm going to give a quick recap of the Chase 524 rule because this is going to be really important when we get into discussing which cards we would open and why. This rule did not exist when we first started travel hacking. And so that is why we're going to talk about the cards we opened first. This was not a rule back then. And so we would do things differently today if we had to if we had to start over. So the Chase 524 rule is that Chase will deny you for any card, business or personal, if you've opened five or more personal cards from any bank in the past 24 months, this includes things like store cards. So if you open a Gap card, if you open a Home Depot card, that counts. It does not include most business cards, which is why business cards are so crucial to our strategies. And as you're about to see, we are going to, I think, all mention at least one business card in the five cards that we would open. So with Chase, if you wanted to open Chase personal or business cards, you got to be under 524 to be able to do that. Before we get into our top five each, I thought it would just be fun to give a little insight into which credit card you did open first. Alex, in 2017, which card did you open and why? Well, first of all, I started off by having my husband open cards. I The reason being is because there was an in-branch offer and I wasn't about to go to the branch. And it was for a business card. So I said, do you want to try to open this card in this branch, this business card with your Facebook business, your Facebook online? What is it? Facebook marketplace business? And he's like, yeah, sure. I'll try that. I said, OK, great. Thanks. <laughs> And so I actually think he'd opened a couple of cards before I did. So the first cards that I opened were the Southwest Plus and the Southwest Premier. So 
like Jess said, a lot of things have changed. And one of those things that has changed is you used to be able to have more than one Southwest personal card. You no longer can. And so I opened up two personal cards and got the Southwest Companion Pass. So that was a pretty big thing for me just starting out to decide my first cards are going to be the Southwest Companion Pass. And at that time, Hawaii or Southwest wasn't even flying to Hawaii. So our first trip that we did was to Hawaii. My husband and I, we didn't even fly Southwest because that wasn't an option. So it was just kind of funny. I don't I don't even remember. I know we went to California. We, I don't know where else we went, but we we definitely got use out of the companion pass. But it's just interesting thinking of that first companion pass I had that I earned it with two personal cards, not allowed. Didn't even use it to fly to Hawaii, which is now what we do every year. We typically go to Hawaii on Southwest. And so it's interesting, kind of fun to look back and see how things have changed. Also kind of sad. Because it was really nice that you could have two Southwest personal cards and that there used to not be a 524 rule with Chase. And so that's kind of like when you get in it, just enjoy all of it that you can because rules will change. I mean, I don't worry about it too much because South credit cards want your business. They're going to offer rewards for them. But, you know, things change a little bit over time. So Alex... That was your first set of cards. You've had this Southwest Companion Pass every single year, haven't you? Yeah. Well, like when we first started, we would rotate who was getting it. Like I'd have it for two years, then my husband for two years, and then I would have it for two years. Um, right now, we both currently have it. And so kind of trying to keep it like that is if we can. But... Because you've added so many kids over yeah. the years. You're like, we can't alternate anymore. We both have to get it. Don't have to have this. Exactly. Yeah, I know. It's kind of a surprise to me. I So when we when Jess thought of the idea for this episode and she sent it out to us. And so I'm looking up, uh, trying to think, what are my first cards? I don't even know. So I went to my trusty Travel Freely app. We'll link it in the show notes so I could see what was the first cards I opened. And I was honestly really surprised. I that those are my first cards because it has the date that I opened them. And so, yeah, little old Alex went straight for the companion pass, went out guns blazing. Exactly. What about you, mom? Well, I thought I was travel hacking. Well, in a way I was. Years ago, we lived in Northern California, the only airline that flew into our little tiny airport in McKinleyville, California was United. So I was smart enough to know that if I got the United card, that I could get some points and I would always be flying United so I could earn more points. But it would take me a few years to get one flight. Actually, because my daughter Lindsay lives in London, they used to give you more credit for the miles than they do now. I used to earn them a little bit faster because I was going back and forth visiting her. And so you know, that was pretty good. When I look back, I go, yeah, I was doing a form of travel hacking, probably not the most lucrative way to do it as I learned later, but you know, it was great. So I had, that's my oldest card and I'll never get rid of it. But once I heard about travel hacking and really learned how to do it, my first card was a Marriott card. And I was team Marriott 100%. My dad, we always stayed in Marriott's. It was kind of a tradition. 
that was passed on down to me. So I think, Alex, you can remember we stayed in Marriott's a lot. We stayed in residence inns because they would have this really good breakfast. They would have a a uh, little dinner or snacks at night. And sometimes you guys could, I could feed you that for dinner. And so it worked out really well. So that was my first cart. And I loved, loved, loved my Marriott stays. And then they got rid of their award chart. And, you know, just, and Jess, you know, hooked me into Hyatt. And I left Marriott, still have a card, but that is something that definitely has changed. That definitely, without a doubt, would not be the card that I'd get if I was just starting over. I'm I'm imagining Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank in my head right now when he's like, you're dead to me. That's Pam. That's like Pam Marriott. Marriott. You're dead to me. She's like, you're dead to me. I'm choosing Hyatt now. Totally. Um, <laughs> So my very first card was the Chase Freedom card. This card isn't even available anymore. You can't even apply for it, even if you wanted to. I will say that the Freedom Flex is very, very similar to the original Chase Freedom card. Um, I don't think it was a, a bad card to apply for. I was someone who was really skeptical of travel hacking, and I was scared of annual fees. I didn't understand annual fees. And so I would think, why would I pay to have a credit card? Why am I going to give the bank money for the, you know, to to charge money on their credit cards? Now I, now I'm paying $695 for an Amex business platinum card. But at the time I didn't understand the whole, you know, in the benefits outweighing the annual fee and the more points you get. And those are worth more than the annual fee and all that stuff. So I started with the Chase Freedom card. I, I think I still have that card, um, actually. And so it doesn't That's have gonna an That's going to be an OG fee. card. Yeah, it doesn't ever. have an annual fee. So I have no reason to get rid of it. And it has those, you know, 5X rotating bonus categories that I actually earn a decent amount of points from each quarter. So I don't think it was a terrible choice. But as you're going to see, it wouldn't be my first choice if I were just starting today. So why don't we get into that? Alex, you're going to kick it off and tell us if you start travel hacking today, which five cards you would open first. Okay. So first of all, it's going to come as a shock to everybody listening and to you too. That I could go with the Chase Sapphire Preferred. Shocker. None of us um, are going to say the same thing for our I first know. card. Reason being... It is, well, first of all, Chase 524 rule. I want to make sure I get that card. Secondly, amazing transfer partners, transfers transfers to Hyatt. Super easy, friendly. I just think it's such a great beginner card. The transfer partners are just easier to understand. I think with some of the other programs like American Express and Capital One and City, there's not as many airlines that they're partnered with that most of us here in the U.S. are as familiar with. So it can be a little overwhelming for beginners to have to worry about using airline alliances. And so when you start with Chase, you have some nice domestic options from the get-go. So that'd be my first card. Second card would be the Chase Inc. Cash, which also earns ultimate rewards, but technically is a cash back card. 
no annual fee business card. So it's not going to count towards my 524. I love it because it gets the 5X at office supply stores. So I can, you know, load up on Amazon gift cards. I can get those MasterCard, Visa gift cards when they offer no fees and use those at other places to get 5X. So that would be my number two. But I will say that I'm pretty sure by the time we're airing this, the Ink Cash will still have, hopefully will still have an elevated offer of 90,000 points. So if that was the case and I was just starting out and the Ink Cash had an elevated offer, I would get the Ink Cash first. And because I want to take advantage of those elevated offers and then I would get the Chase Sapphire Preferred. You need to have either the Chase Sapphire Preferred, the Sapphire Reserve, or the Ink Business Preferred in order to use those points that you earn on the Ink Cash with transfer partners. So the Sapphire Preferred, it's a keeper for sure because I need to have the transfer partners. But I definitely think there's no, it's not a bad idea. In fact, I think it's a good idea if you don't have either one to get the Ink Cash first if it has an increased offer. Yeah, and I meant to mention that before you even went into your top five but I think we are coming from a place with our top five of like these are all just this the standard offers you know and obviously things could change if there are elevated offers on certain cards and I completely agree with you that I would just swap your one and two if you know if that 90k was around like it is today yeah and that's why I wanted to bring it up because I know people will message us and say I don't know if I should get the Sapphire. They'll literally ask us between those cards, which one should I get? And I say, get the Ink Cash because it has the elevated offer. You can get the Sapphire Preferred later because it's currently at a standard offer. Right. Okay. Next up, I'm going to stick with my Chase Ultimate Rewards because you just can't beat them. And I'm going to get the Freedom Flex. This one I love because it has, like Jess said about the original Freedom, very similar. You get the 5X rotating categories each quarter. The category right now for the fourth quarter is PayPal. What else? I just know I'm going to use it at PayPal. Do you remember? I know. I'm like, oh, Wholesale Club. So like Costco. I've also heard of people buying Costco cash cards on the Costco website. Mm. You can use a MasterCard on the Costco website. So no, that's a great idea. Buying the Costco cash cards on the Costco website and then bringing those into the store and using them there. I'm like you though. And there's also select charities that are under the 5X this quarter. But I'm like you. PayPal to me is the easiest category to max out. So I'm planning to just use all of mine on PayPal. Yeah. And the nice thing too with PayPal is you can buy some gift cards on PayPal. But they seem to do this one. The last few years, they've done PayPal in quarter four. And it's perfect for Christmas shopping because I do a lot of online shopping. And so I will just select PayPal as my payment method and get those 5X. And it's really easy to max out the, that category. So with those categories, you you get it's up to $1,500 of spending in those categories per month. So a max of 7,500 ultimate rewards. So some ca- sometimes it's gas stations and I don't know, there's a lot of them, but they can be a pretty nice way to earn some extra points. I, I don't always get to my categories because sometimes I'm working, if I'm working on a minimum spend or especially if I have like two minimum spends going, I 
you know, would rather just use that. But I definitely always max out that PayPal category because it's just so easy. And I figure I'll figure out, use my minimum spend on something else. So number four card is going to be Southwest because this is crucial for my family's are my strategy of getting my family of six places. So I would have to get us, I guess I'd be my four and five because I am really doing five cards. So I'd have to get a personal Southwest card and a business card so that I could get the companion pass and be able to fly one of my kids for free. So that's what I would do. Yeah, I guess I'll end it there. But it's really, really hard because I also want to get a Hyatt card and a VentureX card. But the cool thing is, you know, you mentioned the Ink Cash, which is a business card. You mentioned a Southwest business card. So those won't count towards your 524. So yeah. So I'm only at 224. I mean, yeah, I'm only at two. Three. Sapphire Preferred, Freedom Oh, Plus, with my Southwest. Yeah, yeah. So, with my Southwest. But yeah. still, three, you know, 324. You've opened five cards. You still have some wiggle room there to get yourself yeah. an X or a Hyatt, you know. So what do you, the other thing I wanted to ask you, which I'm putting you on the spot because I didn't include this in the original outline. What do you think your, your pacing would be like with these cards? Ooh, if I was just starting out right now, yeah. like with all the information I know today. Yeah. I'd get the Chase Sapphire Preferred and then 30 days later, get the Ink Cash. And then I'd probably wait 90 days to get the Freedom Flex. Just because I don't want to freak Chase out by opening up too many Chase cards in a row. And then I'd probably wait 30 days for my Southwest card. So like 30 days, 90 days, 30 days. Okay. I don't know. Does that... What, so would, do you think do you, you would end up... Do you think you would end up opening all five cards in like do you a know single 12-month period? Probably, but I would also be staggering in my husband's cards right. between mine. And so I think that would naturally make it a little bit longer. Right. So like I'd get a card and then refer him to a card and he'd be getting a card and then back and forth. I did want to say, though, like with the Hyatt card. The offers are terrible, like flat out, not good, and they haven't been good. So, you know, actually, I'll take that back. The business card sometimes has decent offers. But even though it's not very good, I still find so much value in the program that just getting that annual free night certificate from Hyatt and getting the nights towards elite status that come with like the personal card, it still would just, it's still really important to my strategy to have those cards, even if the sign up bonus isn't very good. Makes sense. So, anyway, that's my five. All right, Let's Pam. Hear what you think, Pam. Okay. Well, I definitely would do things different, you know. <laughs> Then I did when I started. I was. <laughs> I loved how you started, though. You were just like, I'm getting this card and I'm getting this card and this card. And I don't, what, Chase 524? Like, well, when that rule came about, it was kind of like, uh-oh, yeah. I have a lot of cards. Exactly. I was definitely in the go big or go home camp. It was, I was getting cards right and left. Sometimes I didn't even know if I had any type of a plan for them. I mean, it has all worked out for me. I've been able to make everything work, but it was definitely scattered. When we're talking about pacing, there was no pacing. I missed the minimum spend on one card. I was getting the next one. And it was just, you know, very, very But quick. you know what I find really interesting about that, Mom, is so many people 
worry so much about the pacing. You did not at all. And your credit score did not suffer at all. Exactly. Which I'm not saying everybody should just go out and open every credit card that they see or, you know, go crazy. But in your situation, it didn't hurt you. I feel like actually your credit score was a little bit better than mine. And I was being more cautious. Yeah, I was just really careful to pay everything off in full and on time. Definitely didn't hurt me. I'd say the one thing that where it did hurt me, like we're going to say right now, my first card I would get would be the Chase Sapphire Preferred. I probably didn't have that card for the first two or three years that I was travel hacking because by the time that they came out with that rule, I was way over five and 24. I was tons and 24. And so I had to kind of put myself on a freeze on getting credit cards for a while um, until I got back under. In fact, the same thing happened with your dad. He was way over too. So we had to kind of stop it. We did some business cards from other banks during that time. But I remember when I could actually apply for the Chase Sapphire Preferred and I got that, I did a major happy dance. That was a good day. I really, so definitely that was, it would at this point, that would certainly be the card that I would get first. Second card I'd get, this is again, a, you know, there's a few cards you're going to see. There's probably three that all three of us agree on. And so I would get the chasing cash for all those reasons that Alex talked about with being able to buy the credit cards at the office supply stores. And just to get more ultimate rewards. Ultimate rewards are my absolute favorite, especially for Hyatt's days. So if I'm using, um, trying to get points for a hotel, that's what I'm trying to get. If I could only pick one type of points and you had to say, this is the only kind of points you could ever earn, I would want to earn ultimate rewards. So that's how much I love those. So those are my first two. My Third card that I would get would probably be the Capital One Venture X card. And that's because, um, well, I just think it's a really good card. It just, it doesn't really cost anything in your annual fee because you're going to get it all back. You can use it with lots of really good partners. And then the other reason why I have to have it is that Denver is getting a Capital One Venture Lounge that should be opening up any day now. And you know how I love my airport lounges and Capital Ones are the cutest lounges there are. I mean, I've loved my American, my Centurion lounge for forever and I'm not going to give it up completely. I'll still go to it, but the venture lounges are crazy. The Capital One lounges, they just have, they have such cute packaging of their foods, such uh, cute decor. They have a little area that you can take a little bag and get all your to-go items. It is such a great concept. So I couldn't be without that. You know, I have to say they're kind of driving me nuts though, because they have pushed back that opening date so many times. I don't even know if there is an opening date yet. I know it's supposed to be soon, but I'm really hoping by November because we're going to be traveling through there on our way to Cancun. Oh. And I really want to be able to go our layovers actually aren't that long, so I don't really know if we have time. But, you know, I do. I, that's why I love the grab and go concept. It's just stuff some stuff in your bag and head on out. How have they not invited you to the opening, Pam? Like, I hope your I hope your invite got lost in the mail. 
Yeah, plus we live in Denver <laughs> and you're the the lounge queen. Like I, they Capital need One doesn't there. know it yet. I should I should have sent Come them. on, Capital One. Yeah, I should have sent them something and talked about sent them a couple articles about how I write about airport lounges all the time. I definitely should They're probably that. like, uh, that lady, she loves Centurion too much. That's no, cool. I have a feeling we're going to be seeing the Kevin O'Leary again, and he's going to be facing the Centurion Lounge, and he's going to say, you're dead to me, and she's going to only go to the Capital One Lounge now because the weight of Ham's heart is those snacks and those grab-and-go bags are going to really just take over. I can well, feel it. Well, I actually love the idea that now I have a couple choices, so yeah. Sometimes I've gone to the Centurion and it's been too busy. And so I just need to get to the airport even earlier than I already do. So I can either do both of them or I can, you know, if I'm kicked out of Centurion because it's too busy, I can go over to Capital One. Capital One is honestly going to be my first choice right now. So do you know what about. terminal that's in? Huh? You know what terminal that new one yes, is it's in? in the a. Capital One letter? See, and the bad, the only bad thing is that's in A, the um, Centurion Lounge is in C, and I always fly out of B. So I have to take the oh. train. But hey, I'm willing what to air, do it. What airlines fly out of A? Oh, let me think. I think that Delta does, probably Alaska. Everybody but United Southwest. Do. Yeah. United is in, or Southwest is in C, which yes. I don't get because I don't feel like Southwest, the people flying Southwest are probably not the people that are going into the Centurion Lounge as much. No, it doesn't Because it's more sense, of like a, it? a family airline, a cheaper airline. And I feel like most of the business travelers, are, it just seems like it'd be in the United Lounge or the United Terminals. It's, it's a United hub. But well, we haven't digressed at all. When we started, though, she was like, I don't think we're going to have enough time to talk about this is, or. This is going to be a really short episode. This is, we're like, it'll be fine. Yeah. So my fourth card that I would get is I would get a United card. And that's because I live in a United hub. And I tra fly on United probably 80 to 90% of the time. Um, I've said before that I usually will pay for my domestic seats on United. Um, so, I, but I, so I like to have the card so that I can get... Uh, priority access, uh, priority boarding, that's what it is, and free checked bags. And so I like having a airline credit card for the place that I live nearby. That's important to me. And I've always had a United card. Now, I would probably, in this instance, go for the business card just so it wouldn't count towards my 5 and 24. But I would definitely have a United card. And then Fifth and finally, I would have, and I, this isn't what you guys would have. I know I would have my Amex Platinum business card. And although the annual fee is a lot, I make use of the coupon book, as Jess calls it, and I get all my benefits. So it's pretty much covered, and it just has the best um, airline lounge access of any place. Capital One Venture Cards only is going to get me into three locations so far. So I need to have another airport lounge card that will get me in there. So, and, and I just, I really like it. It's something that I will keep in my wallet forever, probably. You know, when you're talking about the airport lounges, it reminds me that with the United card, whether you get the Explorer or the business card, you get 
two United club passes. So that's a nice thing too. And not to go back to 10 for airport lounges, but you guys have some nice United clubs that just are getting redone. Oh, our United, if you go through Denver, anybody that's listening and you have the United club lounges um, passes, I hated ours. It was the ugliest, worn, outdated lounges ever. They have redone them. They are incredible. They are really nice. I have even talked about maybe my sixth card would be the United um, Reserve card or the one that gets you into lounges the all the time because their club lounge is that nice. Yeah, Denver, I'm a little jealous because Salt Lake, all we've got is the Delta Sky Club. And hardly anybody can even get into Delta Sky Club with their new rules. So you've got it made there in Denver with all of your nice lounges. The airport lounge queen is in the right spot. <laughs> all right, Jess, what are your five? All right. Number one, Chase Sapphire Preferred for all the reasons that you have already mentioned. Got to get my Hyatt, you know, got to get my Hyatt transfer partner card locked in. So I'm going with the Sapphire Preferred. Card number two, I'm actually going to go with the Capital One Venture X because like we discussed in our episode all about Capital One, they are a little bit quirky when it comes to approvals. And if you've had a lot of recent inquiries, they're more likely to deny you. So I'm going to get that one early on so that I can lock in my Venture X don't have a ton of inquiries, just have that one Chase Sapphire preferred card. I love the Venture X Keeper card. We'll always have it. 2X on every purchase. That is my preferred card for lounge access just because you get free guests with it. So I feel like it's just a little bit more friendly when it comes to family lounge access. So um, yeah, priority pass, two free guests, uh, Capital One Lounge Access, if you live near or traveling near through an airport that has one of those, Plaza Premium Lounge Access. So pretty good card for lounge access. That was a really good point. That Capital One's a little quirky. So I think I'm going to have to move VentureX higher on my list or maybe have Mitch get some of the cards that I'm not going to get the Freedom Flex. All right. I'm going to have Mitch get the Freedom Flex and I'm making VentureX my number three card. Hey, you can't you can't be going back and changing your order. You didn't say how to be you or your player too. You weren't specific enough. All right, because I want Ventrex for me, not for him, because I travel more, so right. I want to have like be the primary card, right, for, for the lounge access and all that. So number three, I think all three of us have said this one. Also, is the Chase Inc. Cash, just because. I love the 5X at office supply stores for gift cards. Um, Not even just, I know that we talk a lot about getting the Visa gift cards or the MasterCard gift cards when they have those sales with no activation fee. Those are really nice because then you just use those on your everyday spending that you would normally maybe only earn one or two X on. Now you're suddenly earning 5X on it. But I love that option for Disney gift cards. Also, um, we are going on a Disney cruise next summer, and I am planning to buy a lot of Disney gift cards at Office Depot for 5X. So I'm going to take advantage of that. I also always pick up Starbucks cards while I'm there because I'm addicted to Starbucks. So 
All right. Number four, I was torn between the Chase Freedom Flex and the Chase Inc. or the Chase Freedom Unlimited for this spot. I ultimately went with the Freedom Flex. My reason being Chase, uh, Chase Freedom Unlimited gets 1.5x on every purchase, which is really nice. But if I've got that Capital One Venture X in there, that gets 2x on every purchase. So I'd rather just put, you know, any purchase that would get 1x, throw it on my Venture X, I'll get 2x on there. I've got my Freedom Flex in spot number four so that I can get those rotating bonus categories like Alex talked about. PayPal, super easy to max that out, like I said. So that's an easy 7,500 chase points this quarter just from using PayPal. One thing too with the Chase Freedom Flex is each quarter you have to manually go in and activate that. Yes. It's easy, but it's another step. And I kind of think it's annoying that they make you do that. Like, just give us the 5X on everything. Because I know there's people who probably think that they're paying 5X who are not because they don't realize, oh, I have to activate that every quarter. They're pretty good about sending you an email to remind you about it. But I think that it should just be automatic personally. I assume they do that on purpose so that I know people. I mean, I don't agree with it, but I assume yeah. that there's yeah. a reason behind it. Um, yeah. So sometimes I think for people who don't want to be bothered or are not going to remember to do that and just want to not think about things and they're not planning on stepping into the venture world, I sometimes think the unlimited can be a better fit. Yeah. If they just, you know, if you're going to go and activate those each quarter, if you're going to pay attention to what the quarterly bonuses are. When I first started, I did not. And so Freedom Unlimited worked better for me because I wasn't really thinking. I would activate my bonus, but I didn't really, I don't know. I didn't pay a ton of attention to it. I mean, I also didn't have a venture at that time. I mean, real world Jess has both. But just for the purposes of this little exercise, I'm choosing the Freedom Flex. Yeah. No, and I agree. I agree with you. And then fifth spot, this was really tough for me because obviously... I had, I wanted a Hyatt card because like Alex said, that one, you know, comes with that free night certificate every year that's really valuable. Or maybe a United card like Pam said, because I live in a United hub and I like that you get, you know, additional award space with a United card. Ultimately, I chose the Amex Gold just because I do find the Forex on restaurants and grocery stores to be really valuable and this way I'm like diversifying my points a little bit but it was really a struggle to decide on spot number five because there are a lot of good cards and a lot of good offers out there right now I was really surprised you picked that one actually but I think it fits the kind of travel you're doing now versus like you're traveling, you're doing more international, you're doing more flying in business class. And Amex is really good for that. And so I, I think it makes sense. I was just surprised because our has to have globalist forever just didn't have a Hyatt card. Don't worry that like six and seven would be like yeah. Hyatt and Hyatt business. It okay. was really hard to choose number five. I mean, all of my notes, I have two cards written down and I just decided in the moment which one I was going to say. Well, luckily, we can get more than five cards. Yes. Exactly. Thankfully, (laughs) we are not bound to five. And the business cards let us get more of the chase cards than just five. Yes. And we've got player twos to help us out. And if you don't, you can still do amazing. Exactly. Well, we hope that you enjoyed 
hearing how we'd strategize which credit card we'd open if we were just getting started with travel hacking. If you're ready to learn even more about our exact methods for accumulating lots of points and redeeming them for free travel, make sure to register for our free masterclass, How to Start Traveling for Nearly Free. We'll put a link in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Want to start jet setting even faster? Follow the links in the show notes to learn about everything we discussed in today's episode. And to stay connected and follow along, follow us on Instagram at Travel Hacking Mom. We can't wait to see where in the world points and miles take you.